0: Amen. Amen. Good to see you guys in the house of the Lord today. Yes, it is. Every day in the house of the Lord is a blessing. We need to be here. It's an encouragement to us. It's a way to learn more about the Lord. It's a way to speak into others. And it's a way to be in the presence of God together with family. Amen. Uh, If you are a first-time guest here at Orchardville Church, just want you to slip your hand up real quick as I go across here. First-time guest, first time being with us at Orchardville Church. See some right here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. There's a card in the seat in front of you right on the back of that seat. If you just fill that out and turn it into the welcome desk, we have a little thank you gift for being with us today. And we pray that you are blessed, or already have been blessed, by the Lord in this place today with this family of believers. Uh, great, great folks here. Great folks. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs> okay. Sick of it! <laughs> that is our title um, For this week, in the last four out of five weeks, we had uh, something else in there one week. But anyway, sick of it. And the more I thought about this, like, this is an aggressive sermon series title. You know, when you post it on your Facebook and other people from the church post it, everybody thinks you're mad at things or upset about something. Uh, But really, I was just talking about this. So we've been talking about the state of our world and the way things are and how frustrating it is and how far we've really fallen off in the last 15 to 20 years with things we're seeing things we're experiencing. And we've been talking about those things. And again, this is part four of this. We only have 48 left um, of things that are <laughs> of things that are frustrating in the world. And we want to talk about those. And again, and we're not shocked by this because the Bible talks about these things happening and, and how people will be lovers of selves and do things and sin. So we know this is all biblical. We know to expect this, but it's still frustrating to be in the middle of it. Um, But we know we can overcome these things through Jesus in us. So this week, I'm going to talk about being sick of not seeing more salvations, healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. We should be seeing those frequently. Because we were left with the same power and authority to operate in that Jesus walked this earth with. And he actually said we do more in his name. Yet we aren't seeing these things quite often. And I'm sick of it. I hope you guys are too because we need to be seeing it. The world needs to be seeing it. They're showing us everything they want to show us. We need to show them the power of the God that we serve. Jesus' ministry was filled with all these things and great victories over the enemy. How did he do these things? And how can we, his followers, walk in that same power and authority? Because if we'll be honest, again, we're not seeing these on a regular basis, and that does not line up with this. We should be seeing it. And do you, wanna, do you guys in here want to walk in that power as a believer? Okay, 50%. But, but I know, as I say this, not everybody does. And that's fine. Everybody can be at the level with God that you want to be in. Right? He's not going to force you to be there. I'm not going to force you to be there. I'm going to encourage you and try to equip you to be there. But it's up to you to grab a hold of what God has for your life. And as your pastor, this message this morning, I'm taking personal with what my family's been through. I want to see God move in, the, in these mighty ways that we're t- going to be talking about, and I want all that He has to give us. all of it. I want to operate in all of it as a church. Let's go to Acts 10:38 to start, Acts 10:38. Acts ten thirty eight. how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So as you read through the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus was doing a large amount of healings, miracles, casting out demons. He was doing these things on a regular basis. And, and, and this verse right here tells us how he did that. One, it was God the Father anointed the Son with the Holy Spirit and the power that came with that. Two, he went forth and he ministered in power in the supernatural realm of healing and miracles and defeating Satan, the enemy's attacks on people. And the third thing was he, he was enabled to do all this because God was with him. That right there, it tells us how he was doing those things. And the continual presence of the Father and the Holy Spirit with Jesus empowered him and enabled him to accomplish his accomplish supernatural ministry with signs and wonders and healings and miracles and salvation. People come to the Lord. And in doing this, Jesus brought great deliverance and victory to everyone around him, especially the ones that were under the power of the enemy. And how did he do the, all this? It's because God was with him. And that the presence of God with us and in us and empowering our ministries is how we too can minister with signs and wonders, healings, miracles, and the salvation. We're not seeing it enough, and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it as a church. I'm tired of it as a church globally that we're not seeing the power of God move. Because it's not him who's changed. It is not him. Jesus' words were, without me, you can do Nothing, in John chapter 15, verse 5, but with his presence in our lives, as we will see this morning, we can do all things he leads us to do as servants of God. We can do these things. Exodus 33, 14, 15. and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. So God had placed Moses in leadership over the nation of Israel to lead them out of the Egyptian bondage and to the promised land. If you're familiar with the Bible, you know this. But Moses was wise enough to know that one thing was absolutely needed to enable him to fulfill this great task that God had given him. And that was the presence of God. The presence of God had to be with him as they journeyed from Egypt to Canaan. And he was, bold. he was so bold to say to God, if your presence does not go with us, then don't bring us up out of here. We need your presence. And God's gracious promise to Moses was this. My presence will go with you. It will go with you. And that, the presence of God, is what enabled Moses to persevere through the 40 years that it took him to lead Israel to the borders of Canaan and where Joshua took over and led them in. Deuteronomy 31.6. Sorry, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Moses spoke to Joshua and said this, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And then God himself speaks to Joshua in Joshua 1.5 and says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And then as you go forward into the New Testament, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Amen. Joshua too, he needed that reassurance from God and he received it prophetically From Moses and we've got some music playing from last week. (laughs) Okay. It's probably my fault, but the Lord, your God goes with you. Or maybe God's speaking to all the ones that went to a concert over the week. I don't know. (laughs) He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And then later after Moses passes away and he dies, God repeated the promise to Joshua as he prepared to lead Israel into the land of promise. And he said to him, as I'm with you, Moses, so I will be, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And he says that today to us. As I was with Moses, I am with you, Rick. As I was with Moses, I am with you, Carlin. As I was with Moses, I am with you, Alex. He's telling us that today. He is with you. He is with us. And God gives us New Testament believers essentially the same promise. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So, and some of you, some of people have thought this. Some people in here may be thinking this today as I preach this personal message to me. How do you go on after your son died? How do you continue as a pastor after your son died? How do you continue to love the Lord after your son died? And this is my answer now. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. We've got another family that's related, related to us in here that 21 years ago today, they lost some of their family members in a horrible accident. They can sit here today and tell you the Lord is their helper. That's how. That's how I keep going on. That's how I can walk up to people. And you guys can confidently say the same thing. Aaron, man, you were just an alcoholic. Man, how are you going on now? The Lord is his helper. He knows that. He knows that. And I can walk around this room and talk to different people. Connie, you know, how do you just keep serving the Lord year after year and bringing yourself here from so far away and driving? The Lord is my helper. There's so many people I can walk around in this room and talk to. Hannah, we're waiting on God to heal. How does Hannah keep getting up and coming? The Lord is her helper. God doesn't stop being good because we're going through hard times. We stop relying on him because we're heartbroken or we think he left us. But God does not change. He's still with you in the midst of stuff. He is still your helper. And that's why I can still preach. We're the ones that messed up the world, not God. Okay, man did. The Lord is our helper. We are promised the same helping, enabling presence of God with us throughout our earthly lives. We're promised that. Mark three fourteen. then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. While he was on earth, Jesus lived with this continual awareness of the presence of his Father and the Holy Spirit inside of him. If we are continually aware of God's presence, we wouldn't do some of the things we do. We wouldn't do some of the things that are against the holiness of God if we are continually aware of God's presence in our life. And we would be more aware of the moments that he's trying to work through us. Continual awareness of the Father's And the Holy Spirit's presence in his life and ministry, he wants his followers to enjoy the same presence of God. He chose these 12 apostles so that they might be with him as well as be sent forth in ministry. As he enjoyed the Father's and the Spirit's presence, he in turn shared his divine presence with his disciples. And that presence did not stop after his death. It didn't stop after the resurrection and his ascension back to heaven, neither did the power and authority and spiritual manifestations of the Holy Spirit stop with the disciples. It is still available today. He is still available today. The Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that is inside of us, is still available today.. Matthew 28: 20. "Go therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That right there shows me he's still with us, shows me he's still powerful, even to the end of the age. Among his final instructions to his disciples, Jesus was giving them the great commission. He commanded his followers to go, to preach, to teach, to make disciples in all nations of the world. Still the same today. We are to go. We come in here to be encouraged, to be equipped. We go out there to go and reach people with the gospel of Jesus. He's still commanding us to do that today. Still being fulfilled by today's believers. And the Lord promises as we do this, I am with you always. How long would Jesus be with his ministering followers? (laughs) Not just in the first century, right? But to the very end of the age, he was with us always. Even as he was with those early believers, he's with us today. And that is his assurance to us that we can do the works that Jesus did himself while he was here. That's an assurance that he's with us. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Is Jesus currently with us in his glorified, resurrected body? No. (laughs) Not until his second coming. Okay? But just as surely, said the Apostle Paul, even now... Christ dwells in your hearts through faith in him. So he is with us. This is not going to be on the screen, but Acts chapter 3, verses 2, 6 through 8. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Then Peter said, this is so awesome, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have... I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Peter offered the lame man what I do have. I don't have the silver gold, but I've got the name of Jesus. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit within me, and I have the presence of him in my life because he's with me always. That's what Jesus told him. I may not have money to give you as we're walking about in our world to talk to people. I may not have material possessions. I may not have this or that, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you, and it's Jesus. And I'm telling you, that is worth more than anything else that somebody could want in this world. They just don't know it yet. They just don't know it yet. He was well aware of Christ's presence with him. And it's a presence not seen visibly, but absolutely real. It was real to Peter nonetheless, and he raised up the lame man in Jesus' name. And as a result of that, thousands of more people came to the Lord. Now, do you really think that God does not want to move like that in today's day and see more people come to the Lord? Of course he does. Yes, he does. When there are signs and wonders and miracles and healings and salvations happening, people want it. Or at least they want to know what's going on. And when we're doing this, we're operating in the fullness of God and we are on fire for God. And I promise you, I promise you, promise you, promise you, Orchardville Church, if we will get a hold of the power of God and how he wants to work in our lives and and walk in that authority and that power and be on fire for him, people will come from miles to watch us burn for the Lord. They will. And they are going to want what we have which is, I don't have much, but what I do have is Jesus. And I'm going to give him to you. I'm going to give him to you. Acts four, ten and 13. Let it be known to you all, all to all people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, I love this too, because I feel this. (laughs) They were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled, and they realized they had been with Jesus. This is why I'm, I'm of the thought of men, first of all, you do need to be called by God, right? This isn't just a job. This is a calling. This isn't just a paycheck. This is a calling. So, but I'm of the side of I don't need some big theology degree in my office. I don't need all this stuff that I, I mean, it's good to know your word and all that. All I need is a call of God on my life and the power of the Holy Spirit in me and I can accomplish what God wants me to do. And guess what? That's all you need too. I'm no different than you. I'm a human being. I hurt, I get cut, I, I, I bleed, all that stuff. But it's the power of God within us that enables us to do what he's called us to do. The unbelieving Jewish leaders in Jerusalem, they'd heard Peter's bold explanation of how the lame man had been healed in Jesus' name. And they arrogantly evaluated Peter and looked over him and John as unlearned and ignorant men. Yet they could not deny what just happened. They were amazed They took note that something was different about these guys. They must have been with Jesus. We want people to take note as they see us in the world. We've been with Jesus. You're different. I can tell you're different. Something's going on inside of you that I don't have. Let me give you Jesus. You can have him too. But sadly, they did not connect the dots and realize that it was the person in the presence of the Lord that enabled these unschooled, ordinary men to do such miraculous things to this lame man. Another example, Acts 9, 33-34. There he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. And then he arose immediately. And again, another great divine healing paralyzed bedridden for years yet at peter's words he was instantly healed what did peter say jesus christ heals you peter had been told by jesus again i am with you always and i and i envision peter like i want to myself and all of us being aware of god's spirit the holy spirit Being right there with him and actually Jesus being right at his side. What a different way we would walk around if we really truly believed that he's always with us. The good and the bad. Uh, I'm not doing this. I'm not partaking in this because he's with me. This is not good for my soul. This is not good for my walk with the Lord. And the good side of it is I'm walking into this situation These people look like they don't want to know the Lord, but he's with me. And I know that he's going to help me talk to these people through the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me. He's with us. And Peter was aware of that. And I believe that's why he was able to say, Jesus Christ heals you. He knew Jesus was there. As he had elsewhere promised. Here's here's the awesome thing about friendships and church family. And I don't know everybody in here real well. I'd love to, so if you ever want to have us over for dinner, that's fine. <laughs> I would love to know my people that I get to hang out with every week on a personal level. It helps. You know, if a pastor doesn't want to build relationships with his people, that's a red flag that he doesn't care. And we care. We know how much you guys care about us. We care about you. But I think the amazing thing is, is I can pull Jake, Kobe, come here. Actually, Jake just first. Let's be real awkward. I can be with Jake and talk to him and encourage him. He's maybe, we just talk about our weeks and how rough things have been and we can talk. And this is an encouragement, right? You can talk to people like that in here. Kobe, come here. Stay here. Kobe can join the conversation on a Sunday morning or through the week, and we can all three encourage each other, but it goes so much deeper than this, because the Bible tells us where two or three gather in my name, come here, Alex, he's Jesus, (laughs) he's just playing it, get in the middle, I am in the midst, where two or three gather in my name, I am in the midst. So I'm not just talking if I start to pray for Jake or I start to pray for Kobe, and we're sharing Jesus with each other and we're encouraging each other. I'm doing it with, get in here, with him right in the middle of us. He is in the midst. He is in the midst. He is there with us. But Rick, your son died. And we all prayed for him. Jesus was still in the midst of that. Who do you think is bringing us through it? I don't know why some people get healed and some don't. I don't have a perfect answer for you. I spent months trying to figure that out. I wore myself out trying to think about it. All I know is is that we live in a fallen broken world and bad things sometimes happen. That doesn't change who God is. Because if it does, then I never really had faith in God at all. He was not lord of my life if I will quit on him in the midst of difficult circumstances. I'm either all in, you're all either all in or you're not. It does not change God's love for us when bad things happen. He had a plan for this broken world anyway. And it was to send Jesus to die for us, to be buried in the grave, to raise from that grave three days later. And then he left us, Holy Spirit, to minister and cope in this fallen world. And he is now at the right hand of God, interceding on on my behalf, on our behalf. And I wouldn't be standing here today before you, if it wasn't for the never-ending love of God and the strength that he gives me each day, even in the horrible moments of life. Yeah. Don't quit on God. When things get tough, don't quit on God. He's promised he is with us always. When you, get, when you go to minister to others in Jesus' name... There he is in your midst to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring salvation, to bring miracles, to bring signs and wonders as he wills. And there's no limit to God's power. So why isn't it happening more frequently? Is it because the Holy Spirit left us and is no longer with us? No. Is it because God's disappeared all of a sudden? No. I truly believe that we aren't walking in the authority that was left to us. Some of us don't even know him, so how do we expect to be bold and courageous and minister in his name? And I mean know him. Know him. Not know about him, know him. We aren't willing and devoted to have the intimacy with him. If our praise team would come back up, I want, to, I want to compare this a little bit, and again, I've walked, I'm walking through this. I've walked through the worst thing in my life, and I still want to serve the Lord. So you can do this. No matter what you're facing today, you can make it through the other side. I know it's difficult. I know your heart's hurting, whatever it is, but you can make it. But I, as, as I was thinking about this, I thought of it like this. this, and I'm taking it personal for me because I want to walk in new levels of the Lord. I do. As your pastor, I want to walk in power and authority and I want to see God manifest himself in powerful ways. That's just the way I, I think that's what he wants from us. So I'm going to seek that. I'm going to hunger after that. But I can walk in. I'm a, I'm a basketball coach again after two years off because I needed something to occupy my mind from thinking about my boy. So I'm going to be coaching again over at Wayne City this, this winter. But I can walk into a basketball practice with my teams and be in total control of the situation and confident in what I'm about to do. I can walk in with boldness. I can walk in with this confidence and authority. Why? Because I know the game of basketball. I know it. I'm not being cocky. I'm just telling you I've been raised up in the game of basketball. I've had people pour into me the game of basketball. I know the game. I know what kind of coach I can be. I know where we can go as a team and how we can accomplish it together. If they will learn the game and retain the knowledge of the game, all that stuff correlates into ministry. I can have that same thing in ministering to people for Jesus. But we can't do it with confidence and authority until we know who we are in Him and who he is in us we have to learn that and the only way we're going to learn that is by spending time in the presence of god and learning his ways and then applying that to our lives and as we do that i'm confident that we're going to figure it out and god's glory is going to sweep through this church every single time we meet together again he promised in his fullness to be with us always And that should be such an encouragement to us as a church. If you guys will stand this morning. God's presence enabled Moses and Joshua and other Old Testament heroes to do great things for the Lord. And his presence is still here today to enable us to do great things for the Lord. And as a presence... Of God through the Father, Son, and Spirit is with us. There is no limit to what God can do. We have such small thinking sometimes. God can do what He wants to do whenever He wants to do it. He is looking for willing, devoted people who wish above all things to serve Him. Lord, completely surrendering our lives to serve Him. I'm not talking about partial surrender. That's lukewarm. And that makes him sick. I'm talking about willing, devoted, surrendered people who want to serve the Lord. And as we do that, as we reach out to other people in Jesus' name, he's promised us that he's with us. He's with us. And and he promises that our ministry will bear much fruit as we do this. I've been praying since I started here at Orchardville for God to do powerful things through his people of this church. I'm not going to get caught up in what other churches are doing. I want to do what God wants Orchardville Church to do. And I believe that is to operate in everything that he has available to us. Again, I don't have answers to why something, I mean... People die. I know that's blunt, but everybody in the Bible, they didn't live forever. And I, and I shared this at Jackson's funeral. God does not have just 17 years in mind for Jackson. God doesn't just have three years in mind for a small child that may pass away. God has eternity in mind for all of his people. That you can have eternal life in Jesus That's what he knows. That's what he cares about. But again, I still believe that we haven't tapped into that power that is available to us right now. Because maybe it's some of it we're not fully surrendered. Maybe it's we don't know him like we need to know him. Because I think in us, as we know the Lord more and more, the boldness and courage will come out to step out in faith and do the things that he wants us to do. We can't be afraid. Fear's a liar, okay? Fear is a liar. I've been praying for God to use me in new ways, different ways, powerful ways, and I've been praying for him to do that in your life too. I want us to lay hands on the sick and they recover. I want us to walk up to the meanest person that you may know and their hearts melt with the love of Jesus. And that's possible we can't we can't think in our own human nature we've got to think supernaturally that the God of the universe the God who hung the stars and the moon and the Sun he is with us he is in us we need to start walking like it and talking like it so I'm gonna pray for people today and I'm, I'm gonna be If you, if you come up here and pray for people and I don't want this to come across and if you don't know the Lord, I want you to be here for salvation. We're going to pray with you. But if you don't know the Lord, you don't know the power, you don't believe in the power of what he can do. Don't lay a hand on somebody up here, please. I don't want any doubt in what's about to happen. And that goes for me because I've had to get over losing my son. But God is bringing me back to a place to know that he's still good, that he's still powerful, that he's still the same God that I was praying to in the hospital. He's the same. And he is the God who is helping me grieve, helping me cope, helping me through the sorrow so I can do greater things in his name. And that shocks some people that I can still give glory to the Lord with what we've been through. I still love him and I need and I want to sing his praises right so you bow your heads this morning I want you to start to pray because there's something to set in the atmosphere for God to do what he wants to do in a place if you're not if you don't want anything to do with this or you got lunch plans you can quietly slip out and that's fine I'm not thinking anything less of you I just don't want anything hindering what God is about to do in this place. So, Father, we are seeking you right now. Father, first and foremost, God, anything in our hearts, each one of us in this room right now, God, anything in our hearts that needs to be repented of, Father, that does not line up with you and your holiness and your glory, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, forgive us. Lord, let us speak that out, Father, each one of us individually, not something that Rick's praying, but each one in our hearts, Father, forgive us. Lord, wash us clean this morning, Father, anything that's impure right now, before we come to the Holy of Holies and the King of Kings, Lord, wash us clean. Wash us clean, God. And Lord, we're going to cry out to you, Father, because you told us in your word, you are with us, you are in us. And, Father, that we could do these things that you did as you walked this earth even greater. So, Father, I pray right now that our hearts and our minds are surrendered to you. And, Father, I pray for the ones that are going to come up for healing in their body. Father, that every fear, every doubt, all anxiety leaves them in the name of Jesus. Father, that they understand who they are in you. Father, that we understand who you are to us. And, Father, that you want to do these things. Father, we submit to you this morning. Move in this place in a powerful way, God. Lord, we want to see people heal. We want to see them recover, God. We want to see people come to you, Father, for salvation through your son Jesus that died on the cross for them. Lord, I want to see fresh starts today, Father. Lord, if it's marriages that need restore, God, you can do it. Father, if there are sons or daughters that are running from you right now, prodigals, Lord, we command in the name of Jesus for them to come home. Move in this place, Father. We give it to you right now, Father. We give it to you right now, Father. And we open up these altars for you to do a work that only you can do. Father, let us get out of the way and let your power minister to people in this place, God. Our faith is in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please come. Please come.
1: I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I
0: and you know how to pray for people get up here and pray for people pour into them what god's poured into you if it's healing speak that over them in the name of jesus So I just want to share something that I feel God's laying on my heart for our church right now. I know I've said this before, but I'm, I'm I'm saying it from a different place right now. And he's saying, I'm not done with this church. I am going to pour out my spirit in a powerful way on this church. As you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. All of your heart, all of your heart. I am with you, I've been with you. I am not leaving you. I have more for you I have more for my church. As you seek me, you will see just how powerful I am. Seek me, seek me, seek me. And I will pour out my spirit upon you praise your name jesus praise your name jesus praise your name jesus worship you in this place god can you just spend a minute thanking him for who he is Father? we thank you we thank you that you never leave us that you never forsake us You're with us in the valleys, God. You're with us on the mountaintops. You do not leave us as we call on your name, Father. We are empowered by you, Father. Would you keep us going each day? You give us strength each day. Praise your name, Lord God. Worship you for who you are worship you in this place god rain down your presence in our lives father we worship you we praise you change situations in this house father change family dynamics in this house father change marriages father lord put yourself father back in the middle of the things where we've gone wrong god as we seek you we will find you father i praise your name i worship you father worship you in this place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. As we close out today, I I, I had planned on doing this earlier, and I hope you guys don't think I'm pulling some special pastor card, but this Tuesday will be a year without our boy. I mentioned I know other families are hurting and going through things, but... I just wanted to share again uh, just a little video of Jackson's personality and his joy and what's so powerful to me is he's still reaching people when he's in heaven his story is still touching lives and I've got to lead people to the Lord I've got to minister and witness to people because of Jackson I got to minister to a recovering addict in Carbondale this week because of Jackson and God lines things up But I just wanted to share, and you can sit down, it's about three minutes if you want to, but I just wanted to share the joy and the love that he had flowing out of him. And I know a lot of you guys, if you weren't at the funeral, you haven't seen this. I've I've shared it once or twice, but he just had a joy about him and he really literally walked to the beat of his own drum. You couldn't influence him to do anything that he didn't feel God wanted him to do. Uh, I've mentioned this before, that we tried to go through his phone and find something bad. He just couldn't do it. And, and I know there's ways they can hide things. He just didn't do that stuff. And I, I praise God for that. Uh, I praise God that he got an opportunity to play on that drum set before he died. About six days before he, he had went into the hospital with all his stuff, he got to play that and, and worship the Lord and He did a lot of goofy dances, which somebody saw this side of him, but he had such a personality, such a joy about him. And I've said it at his funeral, every day that I live, I live for the Lord, but I will also honor my son and how he lived his life for Jesus. And I will try to bring as many people into the kingdom of God as I can and share his story because I feel, you know, this is one of the the things, I I didn't want to hear the scripture in the moment that all things work together for good because when you're in the midst of it, you don't want to hear stuff like that, even though it's good. But I know, I've seen it. I've seen traces of God's goodness on this journey that we're on. So I just wanted to, as we close out, I just wanted to share a little bit with my boy's personality and his weird dance moves that he has. I don't even know, he got them from me. I know he did. (laughs) But here's just a little video as we close out, and uh, we'll see you Wednesday night. You're not dismissed, you are? We'll close with this. appreciate you guys letting me play that. And that was just the joy of the Lord coming out in him. And I know as he's up there right now, he's rooting us on and And, and just saying, keep serving the Lord. He posted his devotions at night and what he would read. And I told you guys that i always question him. Are you actually reading those or are you just posting them? No, Dad, I read them. So I just appreciate his heart and the joy that he, I mean, he had in his life um, as we come up on Tuesday. So we're going to be at the Mount Vernon Park Tuesday at 6 just talking about him and throwing some disc around for disc golf. Uh, If you want to stop by and hang out with us, that's where we're going to be Tuesday night. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you loving on us through all of this and, and being strength for us when we didn't have any. And I appreciate God for holding us through all of this and allowing us to continue to minister his word and share his love with people. It's only him. It's only him. So we give him all the glory and praise and honor. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Again, you're not dismissed. You are... Love you guys.